0: It's Lara Bianca-Pilcher with the VDF podcast brought to you by Dance Informer and Energetics. And I have the absolute honour of talking to Gail McGare here today who um, is the general manager at Dance Insurance. And obviously right now there's probably uh, just so many phone calls coming in for you, Gail, <laughs> about, you know, what happens to studios and... Yes.
1: It has quite in during the last week, still lots of phone calls. the previous few weeks was yeah it was very 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 busy still busy um but obviously in the um circumstances people are trying to work out other things rather other rather than um ringing us so
0: oh goodness and um dance insurance is australia's dance and performing arts insurance specialist marking leading insurance products for the dance performing arts theatrical and events industry and Obviously, first of all, Gail, I want to know how are you coping at this time? Are you having to work from home? You know, is your business, obviously, it can stay open as long as you're isolating. How are you personally coping?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we can stay open um, and I'm in the office today. Um, I find it difficult to work from home because in the office I have two screens and, you know, you're just, you're just comfortable where you yeah. are. Yeah. So I've come into the office today to do this but also to do some other things as well um we've got all our staff working from home we obviously have um um our staff here we have the majority of staff here have young kids so Mm. obviously with kids uh, kids can be as we know asymptomatic so we just felt it was a a good idea to have you know the mums with kids at home with their with their kids as when the schools went off Um, and also we've got a couple of couple of people here who've got um very elderly um parents who are in their Mm -hmm. 90s so People coming into the office, um, being at home with kids, coming in here. You just with that fourteen day period, if not longer, you not knowing yeah. if you have you know something or it just made sense for us because we could work from home. That mm. it made sense for us to do that. So I mean, people are will pop in. We have a schedule. Everyone needs to let everyone know if they have to pop in and grab something. Or we're only popping in one at a time, and yeah. everyone's you know using the hand gel and spraying Glen twenty as they leave oh. and trying to do all the right things. So
0: yeah. Sounds like you're really looking after people and doing your best to sort of, you know, keep going but isolate and care for people. It's not easy, is it, though? It's a completely new, uncharted territory, really. Um, it is. It is. I
1: think and obviously we have to be, we want to be there when our clients need us We want to be on the end of the phone when they want to, you know, yell, scream, cry. Yeah. We've had all of those things in the last few weeks and, um, mm. you know, we really feel for everyone going through it and as much as we say we're in the same boat as them, you know, our business is still running Mm. um, and the majority of our clients, you know, their business is, it's not running either the way it has been previously or or it's not
0: running at all. So it's very tough times. Do you feel like a bit of psychologist at the moment?
1: No, I think, you know, for the majority of our clients and obviously we have a large client base, the majority of our clients um, have been, you know, very... Um, understanding. Obviously, they're very, you know, they're very confused and they're very scared and, um, you know, we've fielded a lot of calls where people just want to chat and they just want to make sure that what they're going to do or trying to do is going to be okay and they're still going to be protected and, um, and then we've had the other end of the scale where people are, you know, very, you know, angry yeah. Um, when they discover that certain things they thought would be covered aren't going to be covered. And, and we get that, you know, like, you know, that we've had lots of, not lots of, I shouldn't say that at all. We've had a, f- a few, you know, yell and scream at us. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's important for us. We don't take that personally. We totally get that it's this hard. is a terrible time. And so mm. people are losing their businesses, and some people have got no idea whether their business will reopen when all this i can't even say blows over what do you say? say so i think we just got to be be here for our clients and at least try and steer them in the right direction and try and um um back them up where we can
0: yeah and do you have i mean there's probably so many different circumstances that you're dealing with from events to studios but generally what would your advice and tips be i mean is is something like this even covered i mean this is off the chart really unusual, isn't it? It's not your normal kind of situation that insurance would cover.
1: Yeah, it it totally is and it's something that, you know, um, no one including the insurers expected to happen in anyone's lifetime. I mean, everyone's saying it's a a one-in-a-100-year event. Yeah. Um, So, look... We don't like to bring somber news to people, but unfortunately, that's what we've been having to do for the past few weeks. And obviously, yeah. that's that's been hard on our staff, you know, as well, um, because we don't want to be bringing them more bad news. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose for the majority of our clients, um, they're do they started going to online tuition. Mm. Um, for some, that is feasible. Some that it's not, and we totally understand that. Um, but it seems from the calls we're getting is that. You know, a vast majority of them are at least going to try it. You know, and see mm. how that goes. Um, the Dan insurance policies will pick up those that online instruction. There are some recommendations made by the by the underwriter as to you know what to do. Um, things like you know giving a disclaimer before the class, yeah. making sure people have got face mm. around them, make sure they're not on a slippy floor, making sure you know if, if they're under eighteen, you know you know have a mum a mum or a dad or a guardian there because obviously. Five year old can't agree to any terms and conditions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, is it you know, a lot of them are trying to do that. I mean, I know personally from my point of view, my daughter's a dancer, mm. um, she's done online classes all last week, um, and she's loved them, you yeah. know. But, um, I mean, she was in my back room for three hours with her, with her coach there, you know, there with her. Mm. Um, keeps her busy, keeps her active, her yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it and it gave me three hours to actually do some work with that mum. So we good. mom, can we just I
0: might sign my kids up <laughs> Mine are tiny so, to it? I, mean,
1: like I, I get that's not gonna work for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not gonna work for everyone. Um and we totally understand that. But I mean, going back to your initial question, the 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 answer is pretty much no. Yeah. I mean from a liability point of view, if someone tries to sue our studios down the track to say that they they caught coronavirus, you know, from them and wants to sue them from from a liability point of view, um, you know, the policies up until renewal date, will you know, we'll defend them in that action. But mm-hmm. as we've said to people, how are they going to prove? How is someone going to prove yeah, that they got coronavirus from your studio? You know, that it's mm-hmm. very hard to prove um, from a from a Business property point of view for the studios who have have got their own premises, who are running from premises, and they've got their own um, property covers. The big question has been about business interruption um, Mm. if they've closed down um, because obviously kids don't want to come to class anymore, parents don't want them to come to class anymore, or to the point where now the government has said you know they should be closed. Um, Business interruption it just doesn't cover it, and that's where we've been getting um a lot of questions thrown back, you know, sort of saying, mm-hmm. well, it is an interruption to my business, and we totally understand that. Um just trying to go through the policy wording and sort of, you know, go through and say these are this is where where things are covered, and these are where they are. I mean business interruption, it's under a property policy. Um, yeah. so it relates back to an interruption to the property being um fire, storm, impact, those sort yeah. of defined perils for which this is not. Um, mm. So it's very difficult. I mean, look, the advice that we're giving our clients is that if they have business interruption under their policy and they feel they want to make a claim, then by all means, please do contact us. We'll send them a claim form. Yeah, um, We'll put it to the underwriter. We'll do as much as we can. But what we're also saying to them is please don't rely on that. You know, mm. don't sort of sit back and think, you know, okay, I'm going to have my business, in- business interruption claim you know, paid because as much as the insurers will, will they will, you know, assess mm-hmm. everyone and everyone's claim on a you know, individual basis from what um, we are told, it just won't pick it up.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it's such a unique thing, and,
1: isn't it? Yeah. It is. And that's a worldwide thing, you know, that, that's mm. not just, that's not our policies, that's everyone's policies. So, yeah. um, you know, we've had some sort of clients say, well, why didn't you get us another policy? But it's not a case of that. Mm. none of them have it this this scenario we're sitting in at the minute mm. um there's no policy out there that we are aware of that would have picked it up
0: yeah it's that's the thing it's that you've got to have that the written infrastructure so to speak don't you for these sorts of things and it's not happened not like you said it's a one in a hundred year experience and you just something you yeah, wouldn't and it, see, see very often
1: yeah yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, it, and it's heartbreaking um, and as I said, as a broker, we're there to act on our client's behalf and that's what we'll do. If they tell us they want to make a claim, then we'll we'll set that up for them, we'll send them the claim form, um, we'll get it lodged with the underwriter, mm. um, we'll liaise back and back and forth with the underwriter in relation to that until it comes to a conclusion. Um, and that's what we would do under normal circumstances anyway even though we're not living in normal circumstances yeah. at the minute. Yeah. Um, it is. It's heartbreaking, you know. It's. It big, is, isn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah, it's so difficult, and you think it's. It's everybody, and um, I can't imagine how stressful it is for the staff as well, for you guys. And I mean, you've been going since 1970, haven't you? You You founded by um, is it Dennis Foley? Is that
1: Dennis Foley? He founded the company in 1970, so mm-hmm. um, it was very small back then. Obviously, the yeah. insurance part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dennis was a dancer himself. He grew up in the dance industry. His mum and dad were dance teachers, ballroom in the ballroom Latin side of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is, it has been going for a very long time. Mm. Um, obviously, in the last you know ten fifteen years, it's it's grown a lot. Yeah. Um But as a, I don't think anyone. Even Dennis, who was very good at predicting things, would have predicted
0: no us to
1: be going through something like this. Yes, I mean, absolutely. I've heard lots of things. You know, let, let's you know, let's just unplug 2020, reboot, wait ten seconds, and start again. Yeah, um, and we all wish we could do that, but we can't. We've just got to find our best way, our best way through it.
0: Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, when, uh, you know, a studio owner takes out insurance, they're thinking, okay, if there's an injury and someone sues a teacher or or they slip on my dance floor or, um, you know, a public event, it's, uh, you know, all kinds of (laughs) myriad of things that can happen. I mean, I've seen claims um, come through different organisations for somebody burning their feet on an outdoor event because the stage was too hot. But you just wouldn't think virus that literally the government says, you know, close your studio. And at the time that we're speaking, the latest advice is you can only meet, like, with one person now. So that would be a trainer and one person um, and that's it. So it's groups of two. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that really does shut down all the group classes. Um, it shuts down even a teacher trying, almost trying to do a group of, you know, under five. Now it's you can meet with one person and that's it. So um,
1: Yeah, and I think you know, there was a, yeah. there's a lot of... And, and I, know, I know the government are, are doing the best they possibly can. We get that, but there was there was and there is so much grey area amongst that. I mean, we we're fielding calls from from people saying, you know, do we have to close down? Can we stay open? And of course, we're in the same position. You know, we're listening to what the government's saying as well, and we're sort of saying, well, we, you know, we don't know. And, we, and that's one of the things that we hate as brokers to say to our clients: is we don't know but we're sitting in the same position as them as you know there was no there was there was no one saying if you're a dance studio or a pole dance studio you need to close or you yeah. can do this or you can do that some so people look at now. it as part of, mm. yeah and in some states you know it's looked as as part of um the arts mm. some other places are looking at it as part of the sport and recreation you know where does it fit you know like we had you know feedback from um an mp in i think it was in new south wales and he was saying the dance and vote dance and vocal coaching forms part of sport and recreation and then okay does it like you know mm-hmm. it's, isn't it part of the arts when we when you know like where does it sit where there was no mm-hmm. there was no black and white um, and people were sort of hearing different things from different people and yeah. going off on that I mean I think down here in Victoria I think when our premier had said that there was certain things he wanted to do and um, and then people were sort of going along with that. And then when it went through the national meeting that night, that didn't happen. So people had started doing what he said he wanted want to implement, but then it didn't actually go through. And, you know, it's just been, yeah, it's not been easy for anyone, mm. um, especially sitting in the, the industry that we are, because no one can really define where we sit. Mm. Everyone's got a different take on it. Everyone's got a different, um, yeah everyone yeah no one can agree as to where we sit everyone's got their own opinion on it so yeah and there has been no definitive if you're a dance student well, no it's different but you know back yeah. you know as you said you think it's going to be weeks ago but you know back probably three or four days ago when things yeah. were you know different there was no there was no definitive yes if you're a dance studio, you have to close mm. you know it was well if we just do private lessons can we stay open or if we just have you know yeah, four kids course. in the class can we stay yeah. open if you know and we've had to say you know the insurance policy will cover you as long as you're acting within the the, the guidelines and the rules that are given but then They're asking, well,
0: what are the rules? It's still so difficult. (laughs) We don't know. I've literally seen live updates on these things, like, you know, you're reading a paragraph and a sentence changes before your eyes as the typer is literally typing it in on the other end and correcting it as it's coming out of the politicians' mouths. It's that it's that changeable and fluid, isn't it? Yeah. And people are trying the thing is
1: people are trying to do the right thing, Mm. um, which is great, but it makes it Adds even more stress to a stressful situation when you're trying to do the right thing, but no one's actually telling you definitively what is the right thing. Yeah, what that is the right thing. What am you know? What am I supposed to do? You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. What's the good that you think will come out of this, particularly in your area? I mean, we're so looking forward to having you at VDF um, in October. Now we've moved it to October. Um, What good do you see coming out of this? well, do you think people will be more aware at least of the need for insurance and the importance of covering everything they do? Because a lot of people don't, even though I think it's probably legal, illegal. But tell me what you see the good, uh, you know, kind of developing from this.
1: Um, so initially from an insurance point of view, I think people will... Some people go into go into it thinking that everything is covered, and of course, you know, we know that's not the case. Yeah. Um, so I think people will go, will go into it and actually read into their policy wordings and ask more questions, um, not just you know sort of buy something online and oh yeah, I've done it, I've got liability. You know, that's the end of the story. Yeah. Um, which I think is a really good thing because I think the more information you have to hand, the better, the better it is. Yeah. True. Um, I think what I've seen and it's only, you know, we're only at the very beginning of this is that people are thinking about their businesses differently. They're thinking about, you know, what other ways, what other streams can we do to, you know, alleviate what's happening now, online classes and all those sorts of things. And, you know, obviously, you know, students, they live on the kids coming in and, the you know, the teachers absolutely, you know, the teachers that... They love their kids. They love seeing those kids. They love teaching those kids. Um, So I suppose for them it's been really difficult to go online, but when you have things like, you know, Zoom and things like that where they can Mm -hmm. actually interact, even though they're not there in the room with them, they can interact with them. Um, I think for our kids, it's sort of as much as we want to shelter them as much as possible, we want them to be aware of what's going on, not, you know, not to be scared, but, you know, be aware and why we're doing certain things. Um, it's giving them a different way to learn as well, and a sense of responsibility of okay, I'm having an online class with my ballet teacher at four o'clock this afternoon. Yes. It's making them. It's making them. You know, I need to have my hair. I need to have my. What shoes do I need? Do I have the stuff out of my bag out of the back of Mum's car so that when, yeah. then, you know, when when Miss Lara says, okay, go mm-hmm. get your go get your bricks or go get your skipping rope, that you have it there. Um, it's making them responsible a little bit for their own learning as well. So they That's get their fantastic. online class and yeah. then the teacher says, to them, Hey, so now you need to go and you need to go, and, um, do some rolling and do some stretching and have something to eat. And then the teacher cuts off and they, whereas in the studio, if they've gone from ballet class and they go downstairs, the mm. teacher will follow them downstairs and say, hang on a minute, you were told to be rolling. Why aren't you rolling or why aren't you skipping mm. or why aren't you, you know, why are you not having something healthy to eat? The kids have then got to go do that themselves. So yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say the effect it will have um, at the minute when we're in amongst it all, and it's also, mm. it's also heavy and mm. you know and, and sad and you know all those sorts of things. We can only hope that some positives are drawn from it, and we do mm. learn. I uh, certainly on the roads. I mean, you know, as they're driving in here today to come in and do do this everyone seems a lot more courteous on the road. Oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't a experienced lot that of, yet. <laughs> there was a lot less beeping of horns. There was a lot less of, you yeah. know, people letting, you know, it just, and whether, yeah. it's, whether it's because there's less cars on the road, mm. but it just, even like going to, going to get some groceries yesterday, um, you know, getting to the end of the aisle and people sort of, doing a wide birth row. Just yeah, sorry, like really you know, avoiding
0: each other. Being,
1: <laughs> yeah, but being and being nice about it too. Is, oh, sorry, you know, you go first. Or, yeah, that's, that's true. That's a bit I've more of a bit more of a sort of sense of we're
0: all in this together. Where everybody is standing. That's really interesting for dancers because we tend to be, we're supposed to be spatially aware and now all of a sudden it's like we're needing to keep this space and be aware of the people around us and do a wide sort of (laughs) curve around the shopping aisle. It's really really quite fun. and weird. <laughs> I think we need to remember to smile, though, because quite quite often we're like, oh, it's so solemn, and nobody wants to yes. talk because we can't like be near each other. We're turning our heads, which you know, I'm still smiling. Yeah, so I see toilet paper in yeah. their trolley. I have a good laugh yeah. with them. I know. well done to you. <laughs> you're yeah, Very lucky. So cool.
1: But I mean, um, like, I mean, as what we want to say, is what we want to sort of get across to our clients and any of anyone in our industry, yeah, um, whether they are with Dan Sheerans or not, you know we're here to answer your questions like this normally we'd say we know the answers to your questions at this time we may not know the answer to your question but we'll certainly try and find out for you Mm. um we're here to give you as much advice advice as we possibly can within the realm of being a general insurance broker um yeah i said we just yeah we're all in it together it is a, a horrendous time especially for our industry Mm. um breaks my heart you know listening to some of the stories um that we've had people pulling us up it's it's been awful mm. um but you know you know it's i suppose it's just a matter of as you know pulling together as a community and we know that the arts and the dance community do that extremely well, extremely um, well they do yeah. pull together they do help each other out and we've seen that we've seen that happen um so we're here, we're, we're here to answer your questions, we're here to help as much as we possibly can. Mm. Um, yes, sometimes we're going to have to give some not so great news that, you know, that maybe it's not covered, but we do that. We do that anyway, all the time anyway. Yeah. This, you know, we get, we get you know, people ring up and ask about, you know, can we claim for this, can we claim for that? And most of the time it's yes, but some of the time it is no. So mm. it's no different to it's just the fact that everyone is suddenly in the same position yes. um, and everyone sort of getting the same answer, but absolutely
0: and can you tell me too um you know we're going to speaking of community we're going to be together in october for vdf and how do you think um events like that help bring people together and what are you looking forward to when we do get to be together at vdf
1: yeah i think um events like vdf they, they are community events and they do bring everyone together um and they bring everyone together in the one place um everyone is there for the same thing, Um, they all want to dance, they all want to learn, they all want to, you know, be part of something bigger than just their own, you know, dancing in their own living room or their own studio. Um, I think one thing that I always get when I'm at VDF um, is it's just a sense of joy Mm. and that's what I'm looking forward to in October is is walking into um, walking into the venue with everyone who's gone through such a terrible time. Yeah, I mean everyone has. But talking of my community here, and just waiting for that wave of joy mm. is that first is that first um, workshop opens. Yes, that <laughs> wave of joy is that as that room just starts to move together. I think. Mm. I think there'll
0: be lots of tears, I think. I think so. And thank you so much, Gail, for the chat.
1: (laughs) No problem.